Hello, this is your host, Allie Hansen, and welcome back to the Overcome and Become podcast. Let's get motivated. Welcome back. This is your host, Allie. I'm so happy to be here. It is officially the month of September, so we are starting a series this month. It is going to be the Childhood Cancer Series, and I'm so excited to share stories and just give you guys an insight on really what it was like, but I listened to an incredible podcast actually this morning when I was on my walk. The podcast is called Talk Healthy to Me by Brinley Joyner, and she's incredible. She's this health and fitness and nutrition and just living your best life girl, and I love her. She has a great podcast, so if you are looking for another one to listen to, she's a great option, but why I bring that podcast up is because at the beginning of all of her episodes, she just gives kind of a little life update on what's going on in her life, and I thought that would be so fun because a lot of you guys are literally in other countries or don't see me on a daily basis, and so you can hear my insight, the motivation that I have for that week, the stories that I have to share, but you don't necessarily get to know what's going on in my own life. So I'm going to share just a few things now at the beginning of each episode to just give you guys a little insight on what's kind of happening and going on in my life. So I am in soccer, which is consuming a lot of time because I go from school and then I go to soccer, but it is so fun. I love it so much. We just played a tournament in Vegas. We have games every other day, working hard at practice, and it makes me feel so good. So right now, a lot of my time is being consumed by that, but we are always still making time for the podcast, which we love. And as you guys know, it is September, which is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and Leukemia Cancer Awareness Month. So we have just some fun things. I've been wearing all my Childhood Cancer t-shirts, all my gold and orange, but we also have the Allie's Angels football game coming up, which is super exciting. My birthday is next month, so I really wanted to do a girl's trip for us. My mom and I and some friends and my grandma are going to go to Vegas. We're going to do a little girl's trip, so we've just been planning some stuff for that, and I love planning trips. I think it's so much fun, and I love being able to build memories over getting physical gifts, so I asked my mom. Actually, I want to say over a year ago, and I was like, hey, for my 16th birthday, instead of getting presents, can we please just go on a trip because I'd rather build memories. So just kind of lots of different fun, exciting things going on. I have been working very close with Baller Dream, a foundation that I'm super close with and I love them so much. I can't wait when a specific event gets closer. I will get to share with you guys, get to share some experiences, and I'm definitely going to do a recap of that event in a few months. So that is super, super exciting. I have been having some thyroid problems. I have chemo-induced Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which has been acting up. Basically, my thyroid is massive right now and just causing some side effects. The medication that I'm on, which is levothyroxine, isn't really doing its job. So I'm going down to Phoenix on Sunday to get that all checked out, make sure everything's all good, come up with a plan. The summer is... Definitely, you can tell it's coming closer to an ending page. It's still warm, like the coldest it gets is 70 degrees, which for me, if it's not in the 90s, I'm like, this is freezing. But I love summer, but I love fall too. Like, those are my two favorite seasons. 
that are back to back. So I am very excited for this fall season. But anyways, let's get into this episode. I'm super excited for this one. This is going to take me way back to 2016, which is when I was diagnosed. October 16th, 2016, which is coming up October 16th. We call it my little cancer anniversary. But it was a while ago, but I still have very, very vivid memories. And in this episode, I just want to dive in to everything that happened that night. So these episodes this month are going to be me sharing my own stories and then you reflecting after figuring out ways that you could push yourself to become better in your own life. So I'm not necessarily going to give you a specific challenge. It's just going to be for you to decide and for you to really have an insight on what I went through and what happened. So like I said, October 16th, 2016, was a long day but before that we're gonna start before so what ended up taking me into the hospital was I was having terrible pains in my left leg and we always thought it was growing pains because I'd always had growing pains before but this was not going away with ibuprofen it was just excruciating pain I would cry myself to sleep every night I'd be limping at school. My teacher was like, do you need to go to the nurse? And I'm like, no, it's fine because I just thought it was growing pains. And my dad would give me ibuprofen. It wouldn't really do anything. i just cry myself to sleep. And it was really, really hard for a little while. But then closer to October 16th, my foot really started bothering me. I was limping around. I ended up taking a little birthday trip on the lake and normally I am like let's tube let's kayak let's do all of the things but this time I was just kind of sitting on the beach didn't really feel super super energized and one of the signs that you can look for is when you start looking pretty pale and I am more of a pale person I would not consider myself to be super super dark especially then like now I try and tan more but When I was younger, that wasn't really something that you thought about. So I was always pretty white. And my mom didn't really notice a big difference because I was naturally just pretty pale. But after looking back, she was like, okay, I could see why. Fast forward to this night. First of all, I was so angry because this was the night I had finally fallen asleep and I was sleeping so good because you have to think like multiple nights in a row of just being in pain and being up for hours crying myself to sleep and being super restless and then finally falling asleep and sleeping so good oh I was not happy but at the time my mom was working night shifts in the ER and we were eating dinner and she was just like do you think something's wrong And I'm like, yeah, I do. Because we were talking about my foot. It was really bothering me. We were icing it. It wasn't really doing anything. And so she's like, okay, I think we're going to take you in to get some blood work. And I was like, no, are you crazy blood work? Because I did not like needles at all. And my mom ended up calling a doctor. And the doctor was like, we can't get her in for like a week. And so that night, I'd finally fallen asleep. I swear it was like 12. Apparently, it was only like eight which I do not remember it being eight but my mom called my dad and was like hey we're slow one of the PAs that she knew pretty well was working that night and so she was like why don't you just bring her in we'll check her out or get her an x-ray on her foot just to make sure everything's okay because she was kind of thinking it was something different never once did it go through her mind that it was cancer because that doesn't really go through people's minds when 
your child gets sick or when anyone gets sick, the first thought isn't, oh, they have cancer. And so we go in and it was rough because like I said, I did not like IVs and needles, any of that, shots, all of it. I just hated it. And so we go in and they give me an IV and it was just rough. I was screaming and I remember just feeling so sick, so low on energy, so sick. My leg and foot were just aching and I was just kind of laying in there. And then my mom actually has a whole side of the story. We'll get her on to explain her side in another episode. But what happened was my results got back and obviously it was cancer. And so actually the guy who diagnosed me, his name is Aaron Tate. I'm super close with him now. Our families are super, super close. And I would almost consider him a second dad to me, which is super awesome. I guess you could say in a way, the way I view it is that if he wouldn't have diagnosed me, I don't know that I'd still get the opportunity to be here. So I feel like in a sense, he did save my life. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for him. And I'm grateful that we have the relationship that we do now. I don't know what I'd do without him. He seriously is such a big part of my life. But at the time we weren't as close, he diagnosed me and it was rough. My mom just broke down into tears, came and told me, and I didn't really know what cancer was. You have to think I was eight at the time. And being an eight-year-old, like, you know what cancer is, like, you know that it's, you're sick, but you don't really have a full concept on what it is. I remember my mom telling me, okay, we're going to fly you to St. George. And I was like, what? No, you're not. You are not flying me to St. George. And it was just this whole thing. I was not about to leave Paige. I was so mad. And then they called St. George and St. George was like, well, we can stabilize her here, but we're not going to be able to keep her because literally 96% of my blood was cancer cells and 98% of my bone marrow were cancer cells. So... I probably only would have made it a few more days. I was literally right there on the very edge, which is super interesting that my mom just kind of had a feeling to bring me in that night because if we would have waited that week, I don't know that I would have made it because we were right there on the edge. So my mom's first thought was, okay, let's go somewhere in Utah. All of my dad's family's in Utah. All of my mom's family's in Utah. We just wanted to be close to family during this hard time. So they ended up flying me up to Salt Lake and this is a whole new experience you have to think I was a pretty healthy girl like I went to school I was a dancer I had my friends I never broken a bone yes I'd been into the clinic for like strep throat or something like that but I'd never been to the hospital like nothing big and then all of a sudden I'm literally getting flown to a children's hospital we get there that night We get in the ER and it is the most miserable time. I swear, the second we got to the hospital and Paige, everything just escalated so quickly. I was in more pain. I felt so sick and it was so rough because they were trying to get me a room on the cancer unit, but it was a whole process. So in the ER, I just remember that I was laying there rocking back and forth and crying and my mom was there because she was allowed to fly on the airplane with me but my dad and my little brother had to drive down and from Page to Salt Lake it's six hours so this was already a night they drove all the way through the night unfortunately they could not fly with us which I'm sure was absolutely brutal for my dad but I remember getting up to the cancer floor and I was just so 
overwhelmed and was like, what in the world is going on? Because a million different things were being thrown at me. People weren't taking my vitals. I got another IV. They were giving me these shots, like telling me all of these different things. And as an eight-year-old, my mind could not comprehend this. And then I was told that I was going to have to get a port implanted in my chest. And I was not about to let that happen. I was like in my chest because, you know, I was, I don't want people like all looking up in there. And so I was mad. I was like, please, anywhere but my chest and ended up getting that poor implanted. But those first few weeks in the hospital were super hard. I ended up spiking a crazy high fever and they were just pumping me full of fluids to try and get it down. They gave me too much fluids. My lungs started filling up. So they were giving me diuretics to just pee out all of that liquid but my foot got to be so bad that I literally could not get out of my hospital bed and walk to the bathroom. So about every 30 minutes through the night, my dad would have to pick me up, get my IV pole, unplug it, take me into the bathroom, pick me up and put me back in bed. And as you can imagine, there was not a lot of sleep and it was just rough. My mom ended up getting sick and her dad had to force her to go to the hotel and take a shower and just try and get some rest because she was sick. So there's no way she would have been able to pack me to the bathroom and so many new things that I didn't want to do. Like they kept trying to put me on oxygen and I did not want to do that. They had to dedicate one nurse to me the whole night because usually nurses have multiple different patients but I was just so unstable and so many different things going on that they had to dedicate one nurse to me. So it was just crazy, like looking back and thinking about all of these memories, I genuinely was so sick. And it's so weird to look at me now where I try to be healthy every single day and I'm definitely healthier than I was, but to realize how sick I was, how much pain I was in, how miserable I was. And the only thing I knew about cancer was that my cousin's cousin, so not my cousin, but their cousin, sorry, you know, that's confusing, had just passed away from cancer. So I was like, well, this is great. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And I obviously knew that I was going to lose my hair, which kind of brushed through my mind a few times, but it wasn't really my main thing, my main thing was when they told me two and a half years. I was like, absolutely not. I thought this was going to be a short thing. I thought when I went into the hospital and page, I was going to get to go home that night. And then they told me two and a half years. And I was like, what? And at that time, it felt like an eternity. This was one week before my ninth birthday. I spent my ninth birthday in the hospital, which is, it was fun. We did a little party. I wouldn't say it was my best birthday party ever, but my family and my friends definitely did what they could to make me feel special. Now looking, I just think about two and a half years and that was a piece of cake because honestly, I'm going to have problems the rest of my life. It's not going to be as intense as that two and a half years, but 95% of children have problems throughout the rest of their life. That is studies done and studies proven and it's hard. Now, Luckily, I am older, I have a better mindset, a better grasp of what happened, but in those moments, it was hard. It was hard to see my family go through so much pain with me. Two people on this planet that I literally don't know what I could do without. My mom and dad stuck by my side the entire time. The entire time. They never left me. They were always there when I fought and when it was hard for me. 
they were there. They always loved me. And no matter what, no matter how much pain I was going through, no matter no matter how long that journey was going to be, they were not willing to leave my side. And that's something that even at eight years old, I would always remember. Looking back now, fortunately, I can confidently say October 16th, 2016 was the best day of my life because I would not be the person that I am today unless I was diagnosed with cancer. I would not have the experiences, have the opportunities, have the goal and the mindset of who I am today without that. And honestly, I don't know who I would. I'm grateful for who I am now. And I know that's because of the experiences and the things that I went through, literally hitting rock bottom. It was not easy. And it took a long time and it's still not easy at all. But look at me now. Look at me now. I will live by that for the rest of my life because I know I say it and I'll say it again and again. People can do hard things. I have done hard things. Firsthand, I am not telling you someone else's story. I'm telling you my story. I lived this. I can do hard things. You can do hard things. And look at you now. So you decide who you want to be and what you want to become from those trials. Overcome and become because it's a lot of overcoming. But when you become that end goal, when you become what you always wanted to be, oh, it's going to be worth it. I can promise you that. And that was my story. So very sick, very ill, literally on the verge of death. And here I am today filled with so much love and gratitude and happiness for this life and this podcast oh my gosh I just I love it so much I hope you guys love your life because you're gonna go through hard things and I can I can tell you that right now that you will go through hard things but going through those hard things is gonna be so worth it in the end it's gonna be so worth it in the end especially if you have an opportunity to be on the other side of that end. So now we're going to finish off with a quote, and that quote is, Cancer changes people. It sculpts us into someone who understands more deeply, hurts more often, appreciates more quickly, cries more easily, hopes more desperately, loves more openly, and lives more passionately. Ooh, I love that quote. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I am so excited for this month to share so many more stories, and I want you guys to decide what you're going to take from this. I hope you all have an amazing week, and I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week for another very exciting episode. Bye! (laughs) 